0: Welcome to the Forest Educator Podcast. I'm Ricardo Sierra. So today we have a Forest Educator Spotlight on gear. Specifically, what is the gear that I carry with me when I go out into the field to teach students about nature or go on a a little trip or a hike or a gathering walk or tracking or whatever it might be, some activity that I'm going to lead out there in the bush. And this is all about, you know, that pack that I carry. So this is the 10 things I carry with me when I go out. And I want to preface this by just saying that I probably wouldn't bring all of this stuff if I was literally going Three or 400 yards into the woods around, uh, say, on, at a school or at a, a little park or here at my camp here at Hawk Circle, if I was literally just going into the woods to gather some willow and then coming right back, I might not carry all of this with me. But if I was going to go a quarter mile or more and we might be gone for three or four hours, I would definitely bring this kit with me. Feel free to make and modify this list or these items to suit both your needs, your situation, your environment. I want to preface this also with saying that the worst feeling for me is when I go out with a group of children and there's a problem. And that problem can be something that either is anticipated as a possible problem or it's something where there's a problem that wasn't anticipated. And in those moments where I'm there helping to keep our uh, students safe and helping them feel good and helping them have a positive experience, and if I am not in a position where I can really help them and support them, then I kind of feel helpless. And that is a terrible feeling to feel. No parent wants to feel that. No counselor wants to feel that. We want to be able to have the tools and things to bring with us. And so... I remember a few years ago sitting around the campfire and I have this like really well-worn pack basket that I made. It was like the first basket I ever made. So it's really not, it's not very attractive because it's, it's, you know, it's kind of misshapen, the bottom's kind of rounded. So when you set it down, it kind of flops over half the time and it's definitely beat up and worn and everything else. And I remember there was a girl who was there and she said, Hey, do you have a band aid?" And I said, sure. And I reached down. And I slid my hand down and I pulled out a Band-Aid. And she was like, how did you do that? How do you know where the Band-Aids are? And I go, well, it's my pack. I know where everything is. And then she said, well, what else do you have in there? Well, do you have bandana in there? And I go, yeah. And I reached in and I pulled out a bandana. <laughs> and then she goes, well, do you have anything else? And I go, I, I said, well, I got a flashlight. She goes, well, where's that? And I reach into another spot. Boom, I pull out the flashlight. And she's like, I can't believe you. Not, not only do you carry that, but you also know where it is. And... It made me realize that for a lot of students, we don't—they don't carry things in their ba- in backpacks as much as they used to, and they don't always necessarily know what what I'm bringing. They don't know what to bring themselves, and they don't always keep track of like where everything is at all times. But as an educator and someone who's really responsible for them, I want to be able to respond right away if somebody goes, "Oh my gosh, I stung! I stung my bee!" I want to know where that epipen is immediately. And I, I, you know, I've literally thrown out first aid kits that where the zipper just didn't open smoothly right away. I just would be like, get rid of that because there's nothing more frustrating than to have somebody who's got a little cut or or something. And I'm like pulling at the zipper, trying to get it to work. And I'm just like, man, just go out and get another one that works really good because my first aid kits are like 25 years old, some of them. So it's okay to get a new one. I'm giving myself permission to do that. I take it really seriously to take care of these young people and my staff and myself. And so I'm going to start with number one, the first, the most important one, which is the first aid kit. So I kind of already shared a little bit about it, but I'm just going to put in here things that are in the first aid kit that always belong in a good kit so that the each of these items are maybe like you know so this is like one A is obviously like band aids and then one B is nine one one information like if you had to call nine one one what would it, wh- where how would you get it and you know where are we located and all that I have an eye wash cup. You can buy these at like a pharmacy. You can get them plastic or glass. Uh, we can get a really nice, smooth plastic one and really protect it, keep it so it doesn't get scratched up or anything. Those things are awesome. When cause somebody always gets like a little piece of something in there, you know, they get a leaf or a piece of bark or something in in their eye and it hurts like crazy. If you have an eye wash cup, it really is helpful. If you're going to get an eye wash cup, it's helpful to bring a little vial of, uh, distilled water or something so that, you know, so the water, you know, you have clean water for them to wash with. I always have sunscreen in there. I have tissues and toilet paper because if you're out there for three hours, somebody somewhere along the line might need to go. I have all their medical information. Uh, I know who has allergies, what kind of allergies. In that first aid kit, we have like Benadryl. There's a whole list of stuff, but I, you know, I want to make sure that I've got everything I need to keep people as safe as possible and to be able to respond with items like a, you know, that Sam splint kind of thing that you can use to wrap around. It's like a foam covered flexible metal splint that you can put around an ankle. If somebody sprains their ankle or immobilizes a wrist or something, those things are really, really handy to have. And they're not heavy to carry. So a good first aid kit's going to have that. I have tweezers. I have tick removal devices. I've got a CPR mask. There's probably a bunch of stuff. And actually this whole list is going to be part, I have a PDF that you can download if you want to get all the items I usually keep in my first aid kit and all the other items and, you know, maybe links to where I can, you can buy some of those. So if you want that, you can download that on our website, theforesteducator.com. I'm not sure what the URL is, but I will post it in this episode's show notes. Number two. Clippers. Now these are what I call like bypass clippers, or my favorite are anvil clippers. These are things that gardeners use or people that maintain an orchard to, you know, kind of clip off like rose bushes or, you know, lilacs or shrubbery or whatever. I'm not talking about the big giant like lopping shears, but I'm talking about these little hand clippers that are, they fit in the palm of your hand and they're super handy for gathering like little stalks of plants that are good for basket making. They're excellent for getting arrow shafts. They're really helpful for clearing a trail that you're walking on. Like these clippers are fantastic and they are also a good substitute for a knife. If you're doing your work in a program where they, you know, knives would get the whole school shut down and locked down or whatever. If you had like a small carving knife, that would be a no go but clippers you can oftentimes get away with because it's really seen as just a tool you know I, until somebody starts holding up a bank with a pair of clippers probably going to be good to use those i like anvil pruners because they kind of grip it a little bit better but and i i always find that like bypass pruners tend to bend or break easier than the anvil ones but You can use whatever one you like. If I'm doing a big gathering process for my class, for my program with the students, I would often bring 10 or 15 pairs and we would all go around and gather some things, you know, in a particular spot of woods where it's okay to gather. But you can use what you have. And I almost always will have a pair of clippers in my basket or my pack. Along with that, I will have, I want to say clippers and other cutting Cutting tools. So, I usually have a folding saw. That is a really nice Japanese double edged pull saw that kind of cuts on the push and pull, goes really fast. But you can get those at most of the hardware stores, and they are awesome. And they can cut through a lot of branches and brush if you're gathering something, or again, clearing a trail where you're out there. If you're allowed to have a knife in your program, I will have a knife that I can use for carving, usually something small. Usually a blade of maybe two and a half, three inches. I'm not talking about getting like a big giant survival knife. Although sometimes, you know, for a teen program or on an expedition and we're going to build a a shelter and we're going to be cutting and splitting wood or doing something, I can bring a bigger knife. But generally, I like smaller knives. So those are really, really good tools to have. And it's really important that those are sharp. And so they have to be cared for. They're recently sharpened. So they're ready to go. Item three is bandanas. I always like to have enough bandanas for both the staff and the students that I'm with to have at least one. We use these for everything from like gathering, you know, using them as like a little bandana to f- tie a few knots in them and make a little container where we find a patch of raspberries or, or strawberries or blueberries and we make a little, you know, sometimes you might dig up a certain plant and then wrap it up in that like wild leeks or something. Uh, Sometimes it's like wild mushrooms. I generally don't teach wild mushroom gathering in my programs, but sometimes you'll find like a big thing of chicken of the woods, which is a very pretty safe thing to gather. Those are really helpful to have, and it lets every student kind of gather at their own pace and to have their own things that they can carry and bring back to camp. They're also great for activities. We like to do a lot of blindfold activities and or... They're great for cooling down. You can soak them in the creek and then put them around your neck on a hot day. Really makes it a lot easier to withstand the humidity and the heat. Also keeps the deer flies from biting you on the neck and things like that. And students will put them as headbands. So having bandanas, really handy to have. There's a lot of games you can play too where bandanas can come into play. And they're light, so they're easy to put in your pack. Number four is a water bottle. And I oftentimes will have two different water bottles. I'll have one, a medium-sized one that has water that is very clean, that is really for wound cleaning if someone gets, you know, they fall down, skin their knee, and you just need to, like, wipe and pour water and wipe. I, I like to have a, just something for them. And then I have one that's my own, like, hydration. So it's keeping me where I'm drinking often and making sure that I'm taking care of myself and modeling that for the students. Number five is a headlamp. Now sometimes I've gotten away with like using solar lights and letting it charge and then putting it in my pack and then having that that works really well. I have a really nice little one that kind of spreads out and is a little solar array. These are really cool to have because sometimes you grab your pack and next thing you know you're out in the woods and it's starting to get dark or if you got lost or for whatever for whatever reason, sometimes it might need, you might need a headlamp and sometimes you're in the woods and somebody gets a splinter and you want to take the splinter out and having a headlamp just gives you that extra little bit of light that helps you to knock it right out quick. So headlamps are awesome and they're no good if you don't have actually fully charged solar light or if you don't have batteries. So make sure that it's fully charged. Make sure that there's batteries that are good and fresh in it for your program. That will be very sad if you Go don't worry, everybody. We can find our way out, and you have a flashlight. you put your headlamp on, and then you start walking and you know a hundred yards, <laughs> your flashlight starts to die, and you're like, Oh no, I was the hero for like a hundred steps, and then now not <laughs> I've had that happen more than a few times, and it's uh it's made me realize I have to really take care of that, making sure you change batteries or making sure that you're taking care of it. Number six is a waterproof fire starting kit. And what I mean by that is, you know, it could be a Ziploc bag with some little boxes of Strike Anywhere matches. It could be that it's a flint and steel kit that you have with you that's also in a waterproof case with tinder and everything. It could be one of those magnesium fire starters that you don't need to put in a Ziploc bag because it doesn't matter if it gets wet because magnesium will light even with, even if it's wet. So Could be a lighter. They have these like super high powered lighters. Now I personally don't like those, but you could carry that if you wanted to. And it doesn't hurt to, again, carry something in a Ziploc bag. Anything that will help you get a fire according to what you have in your area and what you're comfortable with and something that you have used effectively to get a fire in the past. Not every place is, is applicable to do that. You might, you might be like in some places in California and you're on a nature hike somewhere. And the last thing you're going to do is probably make a fire someplace in a, in a state park or a county park. You know, in some cases it might not be might not be workable to do that or advisable. And and if that's the case, obviously don't carry it. Don't let anybody even get tempted to do that. Something to keep in mind. All right. So the seventh item is a nylon backpacking tarp with cord like paracord or they call it P-cord or, or some kind of like strong nylon string. Something that's really sturdy. You don't want like 20 feet of string. You need like a little bit more than that because sometimes you might have a distance to go to tie a tarp up. And you can get these nylon uh, backpacking tarps. What's nice about them is that they pack up really small They shed water and they are lightweight, so you can fold them up and they kind of fit at the bottom of your pack. And they're super, super handy to have if you have a sudden thunderstorm and you want to keep everybody dry, you know, say it's lightning or whatever, you want to make sure you get people up off the ground, maybe have set up a little wooden platform with a bunch of sticks, put the tarp over you, and then you just kind of chill out in there. I don't know, find out what everybody's middle name is while you're waiting for the storm to go by but that's a really handy thing to have and i have used those so many times in a pinch where you're just somehow out somewhere and you just whip those out and it's they're much more comfortable than like a sheet of plastic or one of those like blue plastic tarps that they sell at like the box stores those are much more prone to degradation from the sun and and like they will they will leak, you know, they're not that they're also heavy and bulky, all those things. So if you can get one of those nylon camping tarps, those are great. Number eight is going to be rain gear, or I'm going to just put seasonal gear. So in other words, if I'm in a winter program, I'm not going to bring rain gear, but I will bring like extra socks. An extra sweater. I'll bring some gloves, dry gloves. I'll bring a hat. You know, I'll bring an extra wool hat. I'll bring some extra gear so that in case someone else, you know, is missing a hat or loses something or needs to get warm, they can use that. Or I will use it myself if I sometimes I get hiking and then I realize I forgot my hat and I'm like, oh yeah, I've got another hat in my backpack. So extra gear is really really helpful. They have raincoats now that are like will fit into a, a, a its own pocket, so it's like super tiny. Those are well worth it, not just for protection from rain, but also from wind. So they will help keep you a lot warmer because it keeps the wind from blowing through your clothing. So you might not even have like extreme conditions, except that it's windy. Uh, A raincoat is really helpful. And if you can get rain pants, even better because the raincoat's the most important, but it wouldn't be bad to stay dry all the way around number nine is a cell phone with a fully charged battery and SOS capability. So you really want like a a satellite service of some sort that you can use if you have an emergency. Or, you know, obviously you can call 911 if you have cell service where you're going. Typically where we are, where we live in upstate New York, we are in dead zones, not infrequently. And especially on our hill, we're just our hill is located, you know, the towns north of us and south of us and east and west all have cell service, and we're like in this weird little dead zone, and there's only like 10 people living in the in our little area, so I don't think they're going to put up a cell tell tower just for us, sadly. So, so basically, you know, luckily we have a phone that I carry that has a SOS thing, so it's a satellite service, not cell doesn't require cell service. So that's really helpful. You might not need that. You might have a different system, you know, like, uh, you might have walkie talkies that go several miles and you can communicate with base camp. Just so you know, a walkie talkie is useless if you can't get a hold of anybody. And so if you're, unless you, if you're going on a hike somewhere, you need to have somebody else carrying that other walkie talkie with the device turned on And tune to the right channel so that when you beep and go, hey, is anybody there? Somebody will beep back and say, hey, I'm here. What do you need? Because you can carry those things. You can charge the battery and everything. But if the other person forgot and walked away from it, it's just going to be sitting there squawking next to the campfire with nobody around. And so you really need to make sure that someone knows how to be on the other end of it to then help support you with whatever you need in 35 years i've tried so many different types of communication systems and they are they're not easy to really manage because they get lost easy people forget to charge them it's a mess so anyway i like having the cell phone i guess i would say number 10 and this is an optional version here which is if i'm going for more than a couple hours i would bring some kind of food with me a little i'd put a little tin in there I've got, you know, Lara bars or Cliff bars. I'll have some Snickers bars or a bag of nuts or dried fruit. I'd have just some things all individually wrapped so that, you know, you don't have to worry about cross contamination or anything. But I would have things for people to eat if you had to be out there longer than you thought that you would need to. So, and it's really important, you know, sometimes I've put food in a tin and I've had it. And then I realized like I opened the tin one time and I was like, oh, these things have been in here for like three years and they've been in my pack and my pack's been in my car and it's like super hot. And so you really want to change them out like every season or every semester, you know, so every couple months, like pull them out, eat them and then get new ones so that you're not sitting there and they, they don't open up a really stale rock hard cliff bar or you know a melted you know snickers bar or something like that but carry it if you can in something that's a waterproof slash mouse proof tin and then be able to you know get that when you need it i i carry most of my stuff in a ash splint pack basket that i made which i mentioned before it doesn't have a lid on it although i know people who can who have made little lids and th- those are pretty awesome I do have a garbage bag. You could go into 11. Uh, Item 11 would be like having a, a, you know, a thick, good garbage bag is helpful because that way you can kind of cover your pack and cover other people's gear or anything that needs to be protected in case of like a really drenching rainstorm. You can use, you know, like a nice little day pack. I have a really nice one that I use that has a lot of pockets and you know, or a rucksack or something. It's waterproof. And it's really nice because I have all these pockets. So I know right where everything is when I carry my gear in that pack. If it's in the pack basket, sometimes I might reach in. I may or may not always find everything exactly on the first try, just because if it's really packed with gear, you know, things shift around as you're hiking around. But those are the things that items I carry with me that are like, really my essential items for leaving, leaving the immediate camping area, leave, you know, going out on a program where I'm maybe in a place I don't know and making sure that I have things for protection, for utilitarian games, whatever. And and this is what I have in addition to whatever my activity is. So for example, you know, if I'm doing something where we're going to be carving wood or doing some kind of woodcraft, then I definitely would bring a little envelope or a a container that has sandpaper. If I am doing some tracking, I would probably have tracking sticks in there, like these little craft popsicle sticks that you could use. You sharpen one end of them with a little uh, pocket knife just a little bit, and then you can use them to mark where the animal tracks are that they're following. Those are kind of cool to have. There's a lot of games you can play with that. I also will have little buckets or like yogurt containers. Sometimes we've gone out and done what I call, you know, like plaster tracking casts where you take plaster and you mix it up in a container with some water and then you pour it into a track like a deer track or a coyote track or a raccoon and then you let it harden for 20 minutes or an hour and then dig it up and then very carefully wipe away the dirt and then it it leaves you, gives you the impression. You know, from the animal, and it's it's kind of cool for kids to be able to do that themselves and enjoy that sometimes you'll bring uh ziploc bags if you're gathering and you want so especially if it's really juicy like most of the time if we're gathering something like berries, the kids are going to store those berries inside of themselves they're going to just eat them but if you're if you're really gathering to say have blueberry pancakes. The next day, or you want to make like raspberry muffins, or you want to, you know, pick up acorns or whatever. Those things are really handy. Ziploc bags are light and easy just to have a box of those. The buckets are nice too, if you have little containers, but you really need lids if you're going to be gathering and then bringing stuff back in those. And students that, you know, one thing you have to remember is if you have like 10 students, they all each have like a yogurt container with a lid. Now they're going to have to carry that somehow. So they either have to have a backpack for that. Or maybe one of your staff members or helpers has a pack basket that you can put everybody, everybody's container in there. So having like some masking tape and a pencil or pen to be able to mark whose is whose is helpful. So these all, you can sort of see how this could spiral into, oh yeah, let's think ahead to all these details so that, you know, we're not having a big argument over whose basket, whose container had more crayfish in it or, you know, bigger munches of blueberry, whatever, whatever it is. This is like a, a, a kit that, you know, is a little bit heavier than what I would do if I was just sitting around camp. But when I'm around camp, I have my own kit, uh, or, or a box, you know, I have a big container, like a plastic container that you can use to put in like larger tools or, you know, hatchet or, you know, wood for different projects and crafts and sandpaper and all that sort of stuff. So I have a different kit for that. And. You know, that, so, so I don't need to carry as much if I'm just around camp, usually it'll just be a first aid kit and then whatever, you know, whatever we need, because I don't need to carry a raincoat with me everywhere I go, you know, it's just not necessary. But if you're going to go out for, you know, three or four hours, it's great to have some of these things just because stuff happens. You just don't know if something were to happen that, that somebody got lost or someone, um, gets hurt and you have to like be, be there because they can't move for a while, It might be two or three hours. Like it's really helpful to have things to support yourself that, you know, you really wouldn't necessarily carry it if you didn't think about a scenario where that might happen. But again, if you want to get a PDF of these items, and if you download that PDF from our website, I'll have on the document, it'll have the links to, you know, the type of clippers I like from Amazon, or, you know, some good first aid kits, or, uh, you know, the nylon backpacking tarp. And sometimes they're available, sometimes they're not. So you may or may not be able to find that, but hopefully at least it gets you in the right category if you're looking for stuff online, or you can look and see if it's something that you can get carried at like a local store in your area. I hope this is helpful. This is a really key stuff here that I, I hope there's at least one or two items that maybe you didn't really think about or consider bringing and that maybe you'll kind of play around with in your mind. But it's always helpful to think of what are things that we can do and is that something that we want for our school or for our camp or for our program and make sure that we have those things to support us. So have fun out in the field. Let me know if you like these this list and let me know if there's something that you carry that should be on there. Good luck and I'll see you out in the field. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode and for all the things that you do to help build a world that is connected to nature.